You're listening to Strategize Your Business Online, designed for entrepreneurs like yourself who are looking to get more visibility strategically for your business in the online space. I'm Dee Boswell Buck, digital marketing strategist and founder of Boswell Buck Creative. Welcome to Strategize Your Business Online. I am your host and digital marketing strategist, Dee Boswell Buck. I would like you to take a moment and close your eyes. And if you could do the following, imagine a world where your money works for you where you're no longer confused or conflicted about your finances. What if you could change your relationship with money? My guest today is Hadriana Leo. She is the money navigator. As a personal finance coach and consultant, she is on a mission to inspire, empower, and equip women to unapologetically embrace and create wealth. Hadriana's unique methodology combines the math and mindset to help women confidently create their path to lasting wealth and legacy unapologetically. Hadriana, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Dee. I'm so excited to be here. It is awesome. I am so excited to have you here. So if we can start off, Hadriana, if you can tell us, who are you and what is it that you do? Oh, my goodness. I am everybody and everything happy. I guess you could say I'm a I'm an immigrant to Canada who is on a mission to living my best life. And that involves, of course, my business. But before being a business person, I'm... Hadriana, my pronouns are she and her, and I am an inspiration. At the core of everything I do, I seek to be an inspiration. So that is in business, yes, but also as a mom and as a wife, even if the husband tests me sometimes, <laughs> and as a friend and as a sister, everything I do in, in every every aspect of my life, my aim is to be an inspiration. So on a very esoteric level, I'm an inspiration. Yay. That, that would be my answer. But if we were to come down to the nitty gritty of what I do as a profession, I, I'm a crusader for women. I'm a crusader for women and their access to their attitudes towards wealth and all things money, everything that surrounds that concept, all the feels and all the strategies, all of that, all in one. That's what I do. So if you could tell me your journey, how did you get to doing this today? Oh, yes. I'll give you, I'll give you the Coles notes <laughs> because it could get very in depth, but essentially I started in financial services as a way of working and staying at home. I did one of those, um, home financial advisor things. I'm not going to mention their name. And what came out of that was I enjoyed the financial services sector. I really did. I love it to this day. What I didn't like then was, you know, the, the business structure. It didn't fulfill me. So I sought another way to actively participate. So I went the route of the traditional independent financial advisor, and I really enjoyed that. I was able to do what I needed to do within a business structure that complemented my best, what, well, what was out there at the time, I should say. And out of that, after having a few different positions, being licensed and all that jazz, I realized, okay, something's missing again. Something's off. 
And it took two traumatic events in my life. First, my my husband, who I like to tell people, my husband looks at work and makes money. He is he has no problem being entrepreneurial. It comes naturally to him. He rolls over and there's a deposit. Okay, but my husband, who is a contractor, who is right-handed, called me one day and said he heard something crack in his right arm. And that was the severing of a tendon in his right arm. And what we thought would be six weeks off work turned into eight months. Very little income because compensations and insurances really are nothing compared to the real life expenses of managing a home. And we had to liquidate. That was the, that was the title of that season. Liquidate. Everything had to get liquidated. All our savings, the kids, RESPs, everything. It showed that there was something missing in my life as an advisor. I mean, I was the person helping people make millions and millions of dollars, like literally. And here I was with not even, I mean, in the space of a split second, and all of my savings had, listen, we had to ask people for help, T. We had to literally ask for help, literal financial help. Don't, don't give me no prayers. I want money, <laughs> right? That's where we were. We came through that and the determination was for me anyway, I can't get back in that situation. And then the other thing that happened is uh, my sister passed away at the young, vibrant age of 51. And to say, I call her sister mom. That's how, that's how our relationship was very, very impactful on my life personally. And she had, she had years and years to go. My sister passed away and just like that, her life experience was done and we had to keep going. I'll tell you what that did for me. It said to me, I need to get more out of this life in a hurry because I only get one kick at the can. And I know at that point I knew, and I still know to this day that there is better out there for us if we just get brave enough to go looking for it. The other thing was I had to stop living in a, in a, a bit of a fairy tale thinking that as long as my husband's fine, we'll be okay. You know, as long as he's making money, we'll be fine. Well, it's entirely possible that one day he may not be able to, right? And some realities kind of just slammed right at me in 2014, 2015. And I thought, yep, do or die. Now or never, I have to do. So I quit. (laughs) I quit. I put in my resignation at the firm where I was working. I said, you know what? I need to learn more about money and how it actually works. Why it is that I say one thing and I do something else. And so do so many women. While I gave in my resignation, I started thinking, okay, what can I do now? What can I do next? So I pretty much built the parachute while I was falling off the cliff, but it was a strategic jump. And I am so happy that I did it. Cole's notes. There you go. Yeah. You know, it's pretty amazing. Like when we go through like trials and tribulations, the last thing that we think about is quitting our safety net. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But you, you, I mean, cause that's your money, right? But yeah. you quit, you know, and what? then you built your parachute. Like it's like, so yeah. I, can you explain that? <laughs> so I'll tell you why I tell you why it struck me then while I was my sister, when she passed away, she was in New York. And prior to that, because her illness, it it developed and progressed over a couple of years. I was making constant trips, driving down to New York to see her up and down. Sometimes I'd fly, sometimes I'd drive. But when I had to take care of her estate, I was co-executor with my niece. 
I had to give up that time. It wasn't just a weekend. We had to take care of finally. Anyway, it broke my heart, D, when I went to my bank account in anticipation of my pay being deposited. And I got about a third of what my typical pay would be. And it was like a slap in the face because I'm hurting. I'm hurting. I'm stressed out. I have, you know, Caribbean funerals. I have people flying in from places. I'm coordinating funeral arrangements. I'm holding my mom up. I'm, I'm gathering everything together. And then I sat at the computer expecting, you know what? Yes, I can take care of this, that, and the other. And I got a third of what I anticipated my pay to be. And I thought, I, I get the rules. I get what the rules are for employment. But in that time in my life, I, I, I felt insulted, to be honest with you. So what would be considered like a safety net, a sure pay, that's not what I got. And that helped to instruct me to take the chance on myself so that I can determine what that safety net actually looks like. And, you know, believe in me enough. Do you know what I mean? To kind of step out there and do for myself. Yeah, that's that's great to hear. I'm sorry that that happened, but it's good to hear in a way where, you know, we are at our nine to five or we're going through something and something big like this happens, which yeah. is totally opposite. But we, you know, you can walk away from that situation. Yeah, yeah. I, I got a card. Yeah. Oh, oh, a card. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on from that subject. <laughs> I have a question with regards to, you know, you with our finances, like what is it about our finances? I'm talking about society. Like I'm sure there are some gems out there who are like, I've got everything on point and whatnot, but what is it about our finances and with women? Why is it that women stress out over money or they don't want to deal with it? So I just want to, like, I think back to when I was working my full-time job and there was a wonderful lady and um, her husband passed away. He passed away. We visited her home and she said to me, I don't even know where the cable bill is. Like she didn't know where anything was. So not only did she have to deal with her husband passing away, very traumatic, but it's like she has to go through everything of finding out how to just make basic payments and things like that. So what yeah. is it about women that we're shutting our eyes? Well, I think before I answer that, and, and I will get to that, I think we need to look at what money represents to us. And it could be, I get it, you know, you can buy things, but on a much deeper level, money represents security. And for so many women, we have been programmed to seek security through someone else. We have been, and, and this could be direct and indirect. I, I think to myself about when I was growing up, so I'm not dating myself. I'm a, I'm an eighties baby, but born in the previous decade. <laughs> but I remember in St. Lucia where I was born and grew up, girls didn't ride bikes then. Girls were not, not, you were not, it wasn't cool to ride a bike as a girl at that time. And I remember going every, everywhere my brothers went, doing everything my brothers did. So Hadriana rode a bike. But when I wanted to ride the bike on the street, like if mommy sends me on an errand, I want to take the bike and go, my parents would say, no, it's not safe. Right. So thinking back, 
if I were to just pull on my own experience, I was taught that I somehow was incapable of managing my own safety, right? Because my brothers could ride. I mean, they were older than me, that's fine. But there were other boys in the neighborhood that would ride in front of the house with me, no problem. But when it came time to go on a bike ride, I had to stay. They could go. Money is a similar experience because we have tied money to security and the provision of money seems to have fallen in the hands of the patriarchy. And whether deliberate or not, women have been undermined based on how we've been brought up and what we've been exposed to, how we've been treated even in the financial services sector to consider ourselves less than able to properly manage money. And whether or not we realize it, that programming is running in the back of our minds. That programming is in there and it's instructing things we do, decisions we make on a day-to-day basis until we make the choice to challenge that programming. So women and money, no problems at all. No problems at all, except our programming is messing us up and it has for generations. So how do we get through that? Uh, yeah, is there, there's a wall in front of you. How do you get through that? You have to make a choice. You have to make a choice. And sometimes, like in, in my situation, my choice came out of trauma. My choice came out of a big challenge in my life. And usually for a lot of women, like you said, your friend, because her spouse passed away, she no longer had that security She had no choice but to step into the role to manage her own money. What I'd like to see for us as women is that we choose before the trauma, that we make the deliberate choice to be matriarchs. And I want to be clear that I'm not bashing men. I am not bashing their provider gene or the caveman, me hunt, you cook. I don't I don't have any problem with that. You do your thing. I do mine. But I'm inviting women to challenge the thought. Like I say to my girls, I have two daughters. I say to them, I don't have a problem if you think it. What I want you to do is challenge it. Because the programming is there. We didn't have to be sat down in class. But the the moment you think to yourself, man, I'll never be good with money. Check it and Mm. challenge it. The moment you think to yourself, That financial advisor is so good, but I don't understand the word she says to me. Stop it. Have the question asked and answered. We need to be deliberate because the, 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 the programming that we were subjected to was so insidious. It was not deliberate necessarily, but we have to be deliberate in challenging the thought. And, and that is, that's a master class master course, four-year, multiple-year MBA plus, plus, plus journey. It's every day. Every so often, I like to like grab my colorful sticky notes and like there'll be a saying that resonates with me. And it's usually, it's not like those little fancy girly quotes, but I have it down that, you know, after our recording, I have here, check it and challenge it. Yes, ma'am. And when I I say it out loud, I'm going to do my whole neck thing. Yes. So (laughs) my question to you is, you know, with your business, Hadriana, what are the two biggest misconceptions that people have about your business? Like Ah. they, they know they need you, but what is kind of slowing them down from reaching out? 
Yes. And and the stories, I used to call them excuses, but I've I've realized that we need to be a little more a little kinder when we think about the things that stop us. So in much the same way as I was telling you about the programming that's that's around, we told ourselves some stories about who we are and how we are with money. So what what comes out of that is whenever someone's thinking about working with me, they may not say it out loud, but what I hear is you're you're going to tell me what to do. And one of the beautiful things about what I do, why I had to step away from the traditional financial advisory service type model is that I don't tell you what to do. As a coach and a strategist, my job is to help you explore, uncover, and then define what you want your life to be. In fact, I don't give out any advice or strategic information until we can very, very clearly define what is your goal. And that is multiple sessions. Where do you want to be and why? Another misconception is that it's going to be unpleasant. <laughs> I mean, who wants to give up their Starbucks? Like, right? no, <laughs> not me. <laughs> but that's not what it's about. In fact, the way the way my programs work, because you're making the choices and we have a, a deep appreciation for living a life in the present you will always be able to have a full and rich life experience. Nothing we do will be considered unpleasant because everything we do will align so well with who you are and what you want to achieve. So challenge you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because it's in the challenge that we stretch and grow. But unpleasant? No, no, no. You should ask my couples. I send them on date nights like every uh, week, you know, and I build these treats and enjoyable. Listen, I'm, I'll tell you a secret that the whole world will know when they hear this podcast. Right. I am an unapologetic hedonist. I'm a pleasure seeker. You have someone who gives massages. I'm there. You have someone who like has the perfect music great aromatherapy and can do reflexology on my foot. Oh, yes, I'm there. All of these experiences, I'm there for it because that's me. That's who I am. So I factor those into how I make choices. Red velvet cake and chocolate. Oh, I love red velvet cake. Don't get me started. I'm (laughs) there. That's exactly it. And it might seem like something so inconsequential, But these are the little things that we need to make space for in our financial plans and in how we're going to use our money that are going to be the difference between that military type of, you know, just discipline, you know, just be disciplined and do it and actually living a life that's full and rich using the money that you have. So. I love that. I love how you dispelled those two top things there. So online, Hadriana, I have discovered that you have a YouTube channel. What, what, what? The Cinderella <laughs> Diaries. And I am loving it. Saw you, you know, in a beautiful dress as well. <laughs> Tell me more about it. Like, it's fairly new. Why did you start this channel? And do you love doing this YouTube channel? 
I actually do. And I'll tell you, it's, it's, it kind of snuck up on me. So it's, it was one way that I was going to use content in on, on multiple, multiple channels, which is a technique, a great social media guru shared with me. Her name is Dee. (laughs) (laughs) I actually came up with the concept being an undercover Cinderella. So that concept came up as I was going through my own experience, looking at how I can be more authentic with my audience, where I can share the truth of my own finances, the truth of my own experience. So people don't look at me and think, oh, she drives a nice car. She has a nice office. Everything must be great and must have always been. So the the idea of Cinderella Diaries came out of the fact that I was an undercover Cinderella where I talked big, but on the inside, I was waiting to be rescued. So that was that. Initially, I was I was going to share it on Instagram. So I go live on Instagram on a Tuesday evening at about 8.45, and I create those Cinderella Diary entries. And then I thought, but wait, if you don't catch it on Instagram, where else can I have this that I can, people can find it? And I'm like, oh! I can do this on YouTube. And that was the Cinderella Diaries, my YouTube channel. And we're sharing content. We're, we're using content on IGTV. It's on Cinderella. It's on YouTube. And from YouTube, I'm, I also have it on my website. So I'm learning. I love I really like that because sometimes we're very comfortable on a particular platform. But sometimes business owners, they assume that their audience is somewhere. And when I think that we might be sharing links to a video that's on Facebook or that's on Instagram, uh, like I'll take like my mom, for instance, she is senior citizen, but she's pretty tech savvy. And don't get her started when she's like, somebody shared a link and this video can only be watched on Instagram. And then what happens is because I'm not on Instagram Instagram blocks me from seeing it. So you have like all the platforms covered, not to mention, you know, what's the great thing about it being on YouTube is that you don't have to log on to YouTube to watch it. So you're making sure that everyone, the right, you're making sure that everybody's going to hear your message. That's right. And I, I think with YouTube, it allows me to embed it on my website. So that also allows me to direct traffic to my website once they're on the website, they get to click around after they've watched the video to find out other things about me. So it was, it just made great sense to do it. And I have to tell you, I have not always been a fan of Instagram. <laughs> In fact, the very first time I did my first Cinderella Diaries was the first time I actually went live on Instagram. Oh, wow. <laughs> I had been a guest on someone else's Insta, a uh, live Instagram before, but my Cinderella Diaries kicked me out of my comfort zone and had me ex- experimenting. So it was it was a growing process, a learning process on the platform. But like last night, today is, we're recording this on a Wednesday. The day before, I had about seven people join live. And that might not be a big thing for some people. It's great for me because I love the interaction. I love the feedback. But it also tells me that you know, stepping out into that platform was a good thing. Yeah. And when my daughter goes to bed, that's when I log on. So 
I mean, I give myself my own social media time at a certain time because I'm using it for business, right. but that's funny. So now I get it because you said that you're on at 845. Yeah. And so when I get onto Instagram, I'm catching like the last few minutes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Cause I do promise it's not going to be too long. Yeah. Sometimes I get, I get really excited. I really do get excited when I talk about my experience, the experiences of other women, because there's so much to celebrate. But even the great thing is if you miss it live, mm-hmm. you could always come back and catch it again because I put it on IGTV. Hey, win-win, perpetual content. What do they call it? Evergreen content. So it works for me. And you talked about how, you know, you send people like it's on your YouTube and then it's embedded on your website. People click through. So I click through your website and you got this quiz, Hadriana. I don't really take these quizzes, but, you know, sometimes I take these quizzes to see like, this is not going to read me correctly. Uh-huh. And um, <laughs> I'm not going to say what it said I am, uh-huh. but I highly, you know, everybody go to Hadriana's website, HadrianaLeo.com. And she has a quiz. How do you relate to money? So she's got camouflager, delegator, soldier, fantasizer, and scaredy cat. Yeah. <laughs> I do have one person who admitted that, you know what, I'm a scaredy cat. And it was interesting because she is a financial professional and she did the quiz again <laughs> just to see if she, and she said, she admitted, she says, you know what, when I think through, cause you get the description after this thing spot on how you know this thing about how you do one thing is how you do everything. I find that when it's mm-hmm. women and money, it seems to be a little askew that women who are who are bold and decisive and you know confident when it comes to money, they might actually hide in a corner somewhere, and it's very, very interesting to uncover. but I had a lot of fun creating it because I wanted it to be light. I didn't want it to be those 50 question quizzes that ask you about your, what you think about at night before you move into REM sleep. It was scary doing it. Not at (laughs) all. It was, it was simple. It was meant to be simple and it's just 10 questions. So I really enjoyed creating it. And so far, those who have taken it have said that it's fairly accurate. It's never going to be a hundred percent accurate, but seems to be pretty accurate. So I'm really happy about that. Yeah. So I just want to say it was fairly accurate for me. Okay. Let's move on. So we talked about the platforms that you're on. So you talked about the fact that you share video. What other type of content works well for you? So my content, when I ask questions, people typically answer. And usually the, the questions are not life altering questions, simple questions. Like, do you relate to what was in the caption or whatever I was talking about, a yes, no, a maybe things that it bring personal finances into real life. So I think recently I shared a picture of myself holding the rake in my backyard. And I think the caption was this Cinderella does her own backyard. (laughs) So a lot of people, you know, commented and says, Oh, I love pulling weeds. Or they would say, I love being out in nature or it's so great to ground your feet, you know, in the, in the earth and so on. That kind of content really allows the people who are reading my stuff to relate that, you know, in all of the choices we make, it all comes down to real life. This is not like 
calculus. (laughs) This is real life, right? So the the application is there. The video, I do blogs as well that I share on, on my platforms. Every now and then I wax poetic. And what I think would be 500 words turns into a thousand. But I really enjoy getting my thoughts out of my head and onto paper, digital paper, and sharing that. And that that typically resonates well with my audience. Yeah. So I really enjoy this interview, Hadriana. And I would like to know, what are the top lessons or feelings that women will walk away with once they work with you? I think the biggest response I get when I read through my testimonials, my reviews, women talk about relief. Women talk about that weight that they were carrying, being lift. They talk about being confident now. You know, they have a plan. Uh, I remember a client that I worked with recently, single, well-positioned, but so much anxiety when it comes to money. And that's part of being had to do with being single as well. And I remember she shared with me that, you know what? I went a little crazy on the weekend. She emailed me and said, but that's okay. This is an entirely different experience for her because yes, one, she realized that she went a little off track. And two, she said, because we actually have a portion of our program that says get out of fail, She knows exactly what to do to correct what she had done on the weekend. She was so relieved that she had that in her back pocket. She knew what to do. And the relief was there. She did not just overturn the apple cart. She just kind of went left a little bit. And then she was able to straighten up again and and get back on track. So women typically, the biggest thing I have to say is that relief and confidence combination. There's something about it. And If I do say so myself, when that confidence hits, my women have a certain brand or blend of sexy that comes out because a confident woman struts her stuff in an entirely different way. That confidence permeates out of her pores because she's got this. She knows what she's doing. And as much as we can't control every single aspect of our lives, but the parts that we do have control over, like our money, when we have that, we walk like we're walking down the aisle, man. We walk like we're strutting down Tyra Banks' catwalk. Watch me. Oh, you snapped your fingers because I'm like, be prim and proper. Hold on to your pencil, D. Yeah, don't no. Do the three, don't do the three finger snap. But you did it. <laughs> I can't help but do it. You know, my daughter and I were walking down the street. We went for a walk on one of the side streets. And literally halfway down the street, we were just walking like we're spreading and pose. Two, three, four. Listen, listen, success, confidence, empowerment looks good on women. We feel good. We look good. And it's contagious. You guys, whoever's listening, you should try it. Amen. Do you have anything on the horizon, like any type of programs out there that you want to talk about? Share away. Well, my dear, listen, Catalyst listen. is here. Catalyst is here. That's missing ingredient, that secret sauce that is going to allow women to create significant, lasting positive change to their money. 
Catalyst is launching in September and I cannot wait. It's limited, maximum seven women because we're going to be keeping this small and intimate. But Catalyst is here and I'm talking to that woman. I call her Jessie. I'm talking to my Jessie who knows that she wants to get into, you know, the real estate and the venture capitalism. And she wants to do all of those big things, big moves in the world. But right now, it's just a mess of repeat and repeat and re-rinse and same mess that we she kept she keeps getting into all the time. Catalyst is going to be that secret sauce to get you out of that treadmill, out and off of that hamster wheel, and really ready to do some big things with your money. But first, we got to clean up where we are. So Catalyst is coming, D. Thank you for asking. Oh, yeah, no problem. Is there going to be a link for that very soon? Very soon. Okay. It's coming. It's coming. It'll be on my website. I can tell you it's going to be hadrianaleo.com forward slash Catalyst. Okay, Catalyst. Yes. <laughs> so where can we find out more about you online? Well, I'm loving Instagram right now after much resistance and hesitation to adopt the platform. So if you are on social media, I would say head to Instagram. Lots of great conversations there. And if you're not a social media person, head over to my website. You can always learn more and reach me. And it's HadrianaLeo.com. Nice and easy. Yes. Thank you so much, Hadriana. This was a fun interview. Thank you. Learned so much about you. Okay. Yay. Thank you for listening to Strategize Your Business Online. If you found value in what you heard today, please leave us a review. And feel free to share this podcast with someone you think who would love it. You just might get a shout out on an upcoming episode. Make sure to subscribe so you automatically get notified when a new episode is released. Do you find the online space challenging when it comes to increasing your brand's visibility? Visit my website and register for my monthly free masterclass. Or connect with me on Instagram. You can head over to dboswellbuck.com and you'll find all the links that you need right there. It's always my goal to align your business goals strategically with your online presence. We'll see you on the next episode.